on the next episode of Sip Suds and Smokes. So here's the wines we're going to be discussing today. So from Scharfenberger, we have the Brute Excellence and the Brute Excellence Rosé. From Roadware Estate, we have the Brute Rosé and the L'Hermitage L'Hermitage Brute 2015. Uh, Champagne Telmont Brute Reserve. And from En Route, we have the Russian River Brumaire Chardonnay 2019 and the Russian River Le Palmier Pinot Noir 2018. So, pretty decent lineup, I'd say. If you're not having fun and you're drinking wine, you know, and champagne, then you're, you're, you're doing something incredibly wrong. Right. I would be devastated if you did not join me for at least one glass of fine champagne. We'll be right back after this break. live from the dude in the basement studios. Why? Because that's where the good stuff is. It sips, suds, and smokes with your smoking host, the good old boys. It's sipping time. Hey, it's sipping time again. Welcome to this sips episode where everything good in life is worth discussing. As always, we are the best thing on at 2 a.m. No, we're not. Hogan's Heroes, man. Hogan's Heroes. Well, nothing's better than Hogan's Heroes. Yes, that's that's what's yeah, up. I mean, streaming services. Bob, you always forget about them. You know, I you know what can I tell you? I I like anything that's Hogan's Heroes. But, you know, that's just me. You can't go by me. So, this is Made Man Bob, and joining me today are good old boy Harm. Well, thank you, Bob. I enjoy being here. It's a pleasure to be in the basement and drinking wine. Wine? Wine. Wine. Is this an Alabama show? Or? <laughs> Isn't it always? Always. Uh, Roll know, Tide. I don't know Oh, about my that. God, no. I'm sorry. <laughs> We're banned in Alabama, and, and Mike is going to kick me off the show now. No, we'll just do it for Good old boy Don't Mike is a Tennessee fan, <laughs> so my wife regularly taunts him. <laughs> nice. And made man, Maury. Good morning. Another exciting day in the basement with some crushed up grapes. And good old boy, Justin. Good morning. Always good to be here among the vines and the wine guys. The wine guys? Okay. The wine guys. We'll take that. Well, this is a Sips episode, and our Sips segments are all about wine, distilled spirits, tea, coffee, whiskey, and pretty much anything else you can drink. And When's today, the last time we did a coffee show, Bob? You're not on them. They do them all the time. I don't do them because they, I don't drink coffee. Well, they don't do them because they <laughs> don't people, like you. Coffee is... <laughs> no, man. Tea is where it's at. Earl Grey, hot. They don't like you. That's why they don't do it. So... So here's the wines we're going to be discussing today. So from Scharfenberger, we have the Brute Excellence and the Brute Excellence Rosé. From Roadware Estate, we have the Brute Rosé and the Lermitage Brute 2015. 
uh, Champagne Telmont Brut Reserve. And from en route, we have the Russian River Brumaire Chardonnay 2019 and the Russian River Le Palmier Pinot Noir 2018. So pretty decent lineup, I'd say. So let's have Justin tell us all about our sip sips. One sip. Gag me with a spoon and a glass of water to wash out my mouth. I think you just did gag me with a spoon. Oh, my God. He did it. Oh, my God. Before the show started, I said, I need California and French together. Wait, what's this? That's just creepy. Two sips. Mario, what are you telling me? Here, Armitage. Nice. But what else do you have? This is grody. Grody to the max. For sure. Oh, he brought it today. I just threw up my mouth a little. Three sips. Interesting. Um, what was this again? This is absolutely tubular, man. Uh, I already played the sound. <laughs> I'm just trying to make it go away. Four sips. Let's keep this secret to ourselves. Pour me another and... Hide it from Bill. That's classified. I, I think you need to work a dispenser in there somewhere. Five sips. Mmm. I was unaware anything could be this good like a heaven hill. What? what? Distillery. They said dispensary? I said dispensary. Oh. Uh, I don't know. Is it dispensary? Is because um, I'm on oh probation. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know all the strains of pop, but I've heard of Northern Lights. Okay. Yeah, straight into the toilet went with that. So, <laughs> good Lord. Let's try. How would you recover. say that with a French accent? Northern Lights? Yeah, Northern Lights. <laughs> Lights. That's French Canadian. Yeah. Yeah. A? When you add an A to the end, that is definitely Canadian. I'm sorry. All right. So. We're going to go ahead and we're going to do uh, our first one. So let's. Uh... I would be devastated if you did not join me for at least one glass of fine champagne. <laughs> well, is that the need more cowbells guy? Yeah. Awesome. That's Christopher Walken. Yeah. What? Here, hold on. I would be devastated if you did not join me for at least one glass. You I'll have to. Champagne. And you that's his regular accent. Yeah. I don't think he's thinking that up. I think that's yeah. just how he talks. That's just yeah. yeah. So, all right. Take it away, Maury. Thank you, sir. Scharfenberger Cellars was founded in 1981 by John Scharfenberger in the heart of Mendocino's Anderson Valley. With the coastal influence from the nearby Pacific Ocean. 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 Ocean's <laughs> Ocean. Ocean. Scharfenberger Cellars enjoy sunshine and cool breezes within the protected Anderson Valley. In 2004, the winery entered a new chapter as a member of the Rotorer Collection. And with the winemaker Jeffrey Jindra, continues to craft sparkling wines. Hogan. That showcase the Mendocino County terroir. Hogan's arrows, right? Yeah. Every bottle of Scharfenberger Cellar sparkling wine is individually fermented using the time-honored practice of the traditional method champenois process, whereby the wines are individually bottle-fermented before being riddled and then disgorged. Approximately 80% of their wine undergoes malolactic fermentation. This secondary fermentation converts the tart malic acid to soft and creamy lactic acid. 
This technique is a signature of the Scharfenberger style and contributes to the rich and creamy texture of their wine. Every year through fractional blending, Scharfenberger adds reserve wine during the blending process. On average, 12% of reserve wine is added to their non-vintage blends to create a consistent flavor profile. Our first wine from Scharfenberger will be the Brut Excellence from Mendocino County, coming in at 12% ABV. The Brut is a blend of 60% Chardonnay and 40% Pinot Noir grapes, sourced from Scharfenberger's own 120 acres of vineyards, as well as select vineyards belonging to trusted growers in Mendocino County. Aged a minimum of two years on the lees before being riddled, disgorged, and topped off with the desired dosage and aged under the cork for six months. Okay, so let's talk about the wine. Uh, the wine is a beautiful, uh, very pale yellow color. Straw. Thank you. Pale straw. Um, on the nose, you definitely get a lot of yeast, you get notes of, uh, of bread. What are you doing with the computer, man? Bob, none, none st- of your business. Stop touching buttons. None of your business. He did not deserve that little sparkly tone. None of your business. He wasn't. He wasn't sparkling yet. <laughs> Thank you. Um, it's got a nice mouthfeel. Uh, it's it's bright on the palate. It's got some nice acidity. It's got a medium finish. Uh, I think it's a very nice wine. It's a it's a, a. I think you could make this an all day sipper at the pool. I think it's light. It's refreshing. Um, it's um, it's not overly complex, but I think it's enjoyable. Harm? You know, uh, Maury, when I first tasted this wine, I was not impressed at all. I, I don't know. I don't think we served it too cold, but I just felt it was too muted. I agree. And it's gotten better with it's gotten time and air. It's gotten so much better with air and just warming up closer to about uh, 60 degrees rather than 54, uh, 45. It's, it's, yeah, I'm spilling wine now. Anyway, it's. It's got a beautiful straw color. I get yellow grapefruit on the nose, melon. Uh, bef- there was a lot of apple earlier, green apple. Now it's like light lemons. Uh, I don't know if there's a hint of like, you know, just tart peach. The mousse is very light. It's not overly bubbly. Um, How's the squirrel? There was zero. Moose and squirrel? Moose and squirrel. Oh, yeah. Must do get no, moose no and squirrel. squirrel. No squirrel. There was no finish when I had it cold, but now that it's warmed up to a little bit warmer than you'd normally serve champagne I, it's the medium it's a medium finish and i'm really enjoying it it got better but i just find it very uninteresting well so does your wife I mean, i'm not talking <laughs> about the champagne yet yeah well it, if it's too cold it shrinks that's, that's, that's what, like he telling her. what he keeps telling her, but yeah, she ain't buying sounds it. Sounds like a he lives in Florida. Yeah, you know, cold days, sixty. I, I, actually, I, I I really enjoy this as it warms up, and I'm I was I was not impressed at first, but now it's actually gotten quite nice. Mm-hmm. Justin, what do you think? So the creamy vanilla mint on the nose and on the palate. I got uh, cream soda with white I got melon. Zero vanilla mint. What the hell is that? Vanilla and mint, not vanilla mint. Creamy vanilla mint. Open your ears. Creamy, comma, vanilla. vanilla. Thank you, comma, mint. Yeah. Creamy, comma, vanilla, comma, mint. Yeah. Right. Not creamy vanilla mint. Oh, that would be interesting. I got cream soda on the palate. Seriously? Yeah. When was the last time you had a cream soda? Uh, It's been the last couple of months I had one. I'm married to an Alabama girl. 
We've yeah. got cream soda in the house. This of course, it was definitely like diet cream soda, so that could be. <laughs> it's Alabama. You got mayonnaise. Regular soda mayonnaise in, in the house. Time. Who are you kidding? Oh no, dude, we have it's about three, it. We have three brands yeah. of mayonnaise in the house. Yeah. Mayonnaise, wow. and your favorite I'm brand of mayonnaise and banana sandwich. I'm yeah. I'm taking your women. What's your favorite brand of mayonnaise? Yeah. Seriously, it's Kraft. I don't. I'm not. Kraft. I'm not down with this Hellman's. No. Even though the no. Southerners. No. Are, no it's Kraft, no. man. No. Kraft man. No. There is one mayonnaise. It's Dukes. Dukes. And that's it. That's my wife's. Th- it should be Dukes. You are Alabama now. Now right, you are Alabama. All right. That's what's Just happening. Say the right thing. Say the thing I want you to say. <laughs> <laughs> Denim. The, the finish was light. What did you think, Maury? I agree. A short finish. Um, uh, to Maury me, this, was a, first, remember? this is a poolside quaffing wine. Yeah, I agree. I wish I, w- I wish I was at the poolside quaffing it right now instead of sitting with you, sir. Like I know, exactly. <laughs> what the f- Ooh, excuse me. What are we doing in here? <sighs> Where's the orange juice? Can we make a mimosa? Oh, there this we is, go. This is, That's a this good is idea. mimosa wine. No, yeah. This, yeah, this is way better than using a Prosecco. For a mimosa, I would go here. Yeah. Much yeah. better than Prosecco. I mean, do what he said. Yeah, well made. It's got a nice crisp nose on it. It's clean green apple. What's it cost? Hmm. It's in the 20s, like 22. I like it. We'll be back. Hey, and we're back, and we were just wrapping it up on the Scharfenberger Brute Excellence. Um, yeah, I... It's it's got a nice creamy palette to it. I get a lot of crisp apple and a little bit of pear on it. It's got a you know got a clean finish. Not particularly long, but a nice clean finish. Well, yeah, overall, Justin going nice. on about the vanilla. The vanilla is there, but it's not that much. No, he doesn't know the difference between vanilla, vanilla and chocolate. Mm. Cream soda is vanilla. Oh, believe me, I know the difference between vanilla and chocolate. Yeah, I do. Is this a sexist thing? What's going on here? No, I just. We're talking about chocolate and vanilla. No, he likes them both. He goes, yeah, I'm just saying. <laughs> he goes both ways? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just well, learning anyway. all about me today. Yeah. We're gay. Yeah. So anyway, so we're going <laughs> to try and get this back out of the gutter. So uh, the Scharfenberger, uh, Scharfenberger, Scharfenberger, Brute Excellence, we're going to give a solid three sips. So let's move on to our next one. We're going to have Justin tell us about that one. So now we're going to talk about the Scharfenberger Brut Excellence Rose. It's like French and German. It's Rosé. That. Yeah. Mendocino <laughs> County. It's 12.5% alcohol by volume. The Scharfenberger Brut Rosé Excellence is made from 55% Chardonnay. You know what? They left the accent mark off the E. So this would be Rose. Screw you. It's not Rosé. It's Rose. I'm ahead of my time. And hey, 45% American. American. American sparkling wine. 45% Pinot Noir. The fruit balance and color are achieved by adding 4 and 5% of Pinot Noir wine to the blend before undergoing a second fermentation in the bottle. The color, it's rosy. It's a pale pink. The nose is creamy. Pale. I got notes of broccoli and light grapes. <laughs> What? <laughs> yeah. There's an herbal broccoli. green broccoli. note to it, but it's yeah. not broccoli. Uh, but what, that's just what, nuts. What veggie is it? It's the green part of the strawberry. Okay, very good. 
I've never eaten that, so I'm going to defer you to you. Just, you've never eaten a whole strawberry, just gone right from no, the No, I've always pulled that green part off. Yeah, like normal people. Philistine. <laughs> Enjoy the whole strawberry. He ch- he's the chicken with the I bone, just saw too. This, yeah. uh, I just saw yeah. this uh, BBC show about these uh, you know, when you eat shrimp, strawberries. When you eat shrimp, that outside crunchy part is supposed to come off. Oh, yeah, mm. that explains a lot. You know, I hate that when you get shrimp and grits and they leave the tails on. Yeah. What's going on with these people? Why don't they do the work for you? Well, Isn't you, that why you're going out? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Well, I've never had that happen, so I guess they're just doing it to you. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. Nobody leaves the tail and the shells on and shrimp and grits. Yeah. There's a bunch unless of, of course, yeah. unless of course you're serving harmi. Unless of course they see him sitting at the table and they go, oh, <laughs> not peeling not anything. Not the legs, just the, the fan tail. Shouldn't do that. So the palate, I got fruity and woody on the side palate and it was pretty light let me get this right it's woody and tastes like broccoli yes okay no it it smells like broccoli and it tastes woody oh i'm sorry my bad you said you had a woody i didn't realize you were talking about the taste (laughs) when you say it tastes woody go to you are we talking like that going woody harrelson or like woody guthrie let's just retaste it okay you're upsetting me now smell the broccoli Okay, the wood's gone after air. So that must have been a pre-air note. And the finish was quick, and now it is not that quick. It slowed down after less air. Less quick. Finish less, less quick. quick. That's what Harm's wife has tattooed. It's like two people that don't need to go to <laughs> She has that tattooed on less her arm. Usually, actually, it's usually, are you done yet? <laughs> are you done yet? <laughs> <laughs> we have a pill for that less quick. <laughs> right. Yeah, I know. Harm was complaining to you that you didn't have a coupon for him this time. Oh, <laughs> uh, Publix! Publix Pharmacy has them half off right now. Mm-hmm. Generics, and you just told the entire world that. Good for you, You're <laughs> dude. This is why there's STDs in nursing homes. Because there's a coupon. Because there's a coupon. Yeah, <laughs> Publix. definitely in uh, South Florida. Well, this is I. Again, I enjoyed this one. You know, f- for the money, it's a, a very serviceable uh, sparkling wine. Um, very very pale salmon color um it's a little bit tart a little bit fruity i don't get any broccoli where the hell that comes from (laughs) um i think this one definitely got better as it warmed up a little bit i think we had it too cold harm uh okay pale pink color we'll skip you light melon i got (laughs) strawberries the green part of the strawberry, white pepper on the nose, uh, the palates, raspberry. Let's see. Mm. A little bit of light cherry. Good acidity, medium finish. Interesting wine. I, and for the price, great. Yeah. And, I, the, and let me say, the acidity carries through. It's like a little bit unripe strawberry and a little bit of peach. Mm-hmm. I think the key to this one is is don't serve it too cold. Yeah. Once it warmed up, it definitely definitely more it got a it got significantly it was better. muted yeah. too muted when it was cold. Yeah. And you know people tend to serve champagne you know screamingly ice cold. Um, you know, and they'll spend fortunes on really expensive bottles, and I'm like, you can't taste any of it. I mean, it's literally you're not tasting anything. It's you might as well be drinking you know like seltzer. So, 
But we're going to be uh, rating the Scharfenberger Brute Excellence Rosé, Mendocino County. It says rose on the bottle. Three sips. There's no E accent mark on that. You want to let go of that and actually read your next part? Fine. Let me pour some more wine first. Oh, yes. That's, that's fine. We've got all day. All right. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Bob. I mean, uh, yeah, thanks, Bob. Founded in 1982 by Jean-Claude Rousard and then president of Champagne Louis Roederer, he selected the original 340 Anderson Valley Vineyard and winery sites to create Roederer Estate. If you're unfamiliar with Roder, they make Cristal Champagne. The vineyards were planted in 1984. The winery was built in 1986, and the first Roder Estate non-vintage Brut Cuvée was released in 1988. Based on their belief that the estate-owned vineyards were key to ensuring the very best wine, they spent the following years patiently adding new vineyards to increase the size of their estate to 620 acres in the Anderson Valley AVA. Jean-Claude has since transferred management of the estate to his son, Frederic. All of the grapes used by the winemaker Arnaud Weirich are grown on his, the estate, and each year he selects a portion of the best wines for aging in large French oak casks, 1,200 to 1,800 gallons each. Aged on average for four years, the wines from this reserve cellar are added to the blend, creating a multi-vintage cuvee in the traditional Roderer style. So uh, we're, this first one is the Roderer Estate Brut Rosé, 12.5 ABV. The Estate Rosé is a blend of 56% Pinot Noir, 44% Chardonnay. Uh, for the color, the winemaker Arnaud Weirich prepares a small proportion of Pinot Noir wine with extended, macer extended maceration, and that adds about 3 to 5% to, to the blend before secondary fermentation, imparting a subtle salmon tinge, it says here. On the cuvee, first pressing of 128 gallons per ton is used, and no first or second tail. The um, what is it? The fermentation takes place in high-grade stainless steel tanks at 65 degrees Fahrenheit. Zero to minimal malolactic fermentation is used in order to ensure the wines age well and retain the fresh, precise, and well-defined style that is a characteristic of the Roder Estate wines. And that's a great PR blurb that actually matches reality, which is fantastic. Because there is zero malloc here. This isn't the Rotor Estate. Just if you bought the French wine and you bought the and you bought the uh, uh, American Rotor Estate stuff, you'll see they're very similar. Frankly, the dirty little secret is the American stuff is half the price and better than the French. This is the way to go. Um, unless you're going to Cristal, but now you're three hundred dollars a bottle, right? So this is around the twenty dollar range, twenty five dollar range. Back in the day, I could had it on sale for eighteen bucks. Crazy prices. It's a pale pink. I it just verges on salmon, so that that's a good that's a good. Well, that's a rosé. The rosé is a little bit more than the white uh, Rotor Estate. Yeah, the rosé is a little bit more. It's like yeah. twenty five thirty. Yeah, but the entry level white is is very 18, 18 to twenty bucks, and it blows all the rest of them away. Oh yeah, Rotor Estate. I I I cannot say enough about their wines. They do a great job. In Anderson Valley, and frankly, it's half the price of the French stuff. That's what you should be getting. All day rosé means yeah. ramen all week. <laughs> so okay, on the nose, fresh red apples, strawberries, and a little bit of like raspberry. Um, on the palate, let's see. Mm. This has a lot more mousse than the first two champagnes. 
that beautiful bubble. Um, apple and peach. A little bit of baking spice. I don't know if that's clove or what it is, but it's very nice. And the finish is medium long. This wine has gotten better. It's been sitting. I just poured some fresh uh, from the uh, bottle here. Just make sure you have the right temperature. Serving champagne too cold does it a disservice. Justin? So I got on the nose. It was creamy. Broccoli? Sarah? Cream of Sarah? Broccoli. 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 Chopping broccoli. No. Creamy, light fruit, uh, buttercream on the nose. The palate was bold, and the finish was long and strong. I like this. Laurie, let's do it. I thought it was an apple bomb. I got a lot of overwhelming red apple up front. Um, I thought the, the red finish, berries come in, though. They come in. Yeah, they come in. I mean, it's, it's improved with some air and some time in the bottle. I would say that it's an exceedingly, uh, like the other wine, relatively pale, very pale pink or rosé color, uh, although you can't drink the color, but it's it's a little hard to discern that it's a rosé. Um, and uh, I thought it was a nice wine, but uh, for me, it was just a little too fruity, a little too apple-y, a little hint of strawberry there. Um, people are looking for fruitier wines in rosé, though. People People expect that. Okay. You don't think so? I think you're right to a degree. And I think you need to see an ophthalmologist if you think that's not very pale. There is pink. That's definitely pink, dude. But only when you compare. Only you're when you looking compare at two it. different rosés together compared to the first one. No, it's pinker <laughs> than the first one, but the first rosé was very pale. Oh, I think it's lovely. It's got, it is an apple bomb, but it's got, mm, it's got some red berries to it. It's definitely opened up once it warmed up a bit. Um, Nobody else got a hint of peach? A little bit of white peach, yeah. Um, the it's fruit always the is white there. peaches with you, Nazi. Yeah, well, what can I tell you? <sighs> Putin's coming after me now. So it's, you know, a lovely, lovely rosé, uh, especially for the money. Um, you know, it's hard to beat anything from Rotor. So we're going to be rating the uh, Rotor Estate Brut Rosé three sips. Interesting. So we're going to move on to our next wine. Let me grab that. So it's the Rotor Estate L'Hermitage Brut 2015, 12.5% uh, ABV. L'Hermitage Rotor Estate Special Tete Cuvée is a sparkling wine made Tete only. Tete Cuvée. You're going to, you're going to, you want me to go back a paragraph? You said when Cuvée. You, it just hurt my ears. Do you want me to go back and correct some of your French there, Sporto? Yeah, okay. I don't speak French. Yeah, we barely well, speak you know the English. Word Cuvée. It's a sparkling wine made only in exceptional years from pre-selected estate-grown grapes. The wine for the dosages added to the L'Hermitage 2015 was a 2015 wine aged for six years in a French oak cask. Following disgorgement, it was aged an additional six months on the cork prior to release. The 2015 vintage was at the end of the 2013-2015 drought. Winter was mild and bud break was very early in February, bloom in early May. And it was windy and cool in June. Then it got very hot. This is all pushing for an early harvest starting in August, uh, August 7th, actually. That's uh, a super early harvest. So the color, beautiful straw gold. And on the nose, hazelnuts, 
a little bit of straw, a little bit of white stone fruit, white peach, and on the palate, mm, on the palate, it's got some white peach, it's got some pear, a little bit of tart green apple on the tip of the tongue and on the sides. It's got a really nice mouthfeel to it. Uh, got a really nice creaminess. Um, pretty good finish as well. Finish goes on. Excellent wine. Excellent wine. What do you think, Justin? I really enjoyed this. Um, I got a lot of the same notes that you did. Um, the thing that stands out for me is the finish that it's dry, but not too dry. You could have this with uh, like grapefruits and like fragrant cheeses and it would cut them nicely. I don't yeah. like champagne with cheese. Cheese deadens your palate. I think you need a bolder red wine. And frankly, um, when you, this is not champagne, it's American sparkling wine, but when I talked to some champagne specialists uh, recently. You know, champagne. <laughs> <laughs> It's not Champagne, mm. unless it comes from the province of Champagne. I learned that in bartending school. That's right. <laughs> anyway. Perfect. I love it. Uh, <laughs> hard, hard not follow that one up, isn't it, uh, smart it's, guy? It's the... I had I made the mistake of having some brie one day. We we're having a wine tasting. I made the mistake of having some brie and it was followed with some champagne. Made all the champagne taste bitter. They don't mm. serve champagne. You don't serve champagne with with cheese unless you have it with the special cheese they make in the champagne region, which is tiny production. Um, it's just hard to pair champagne with cheese. Pretty probably. much everything he tastes is bitter. But that's just, you know, the bile rising in him. Bile. No, so. not anymore. Not anymore. They took my gallbladder out. <laughs> Cholecystectomy for the win, baby. Anyway, the um, the wine was great, but um, I, I, I feel like you can't do cheese with this, man. Don't do cheese. Stop it. Stop it. Go ahead. Okay. I had to interrupt you. Go ahead. No, that's okay. You're done? I was done. What did you think, Maury? <laughs> I like this wine. I think this wine is delicious. Um, I think it's extremely well made. And I would agree that you've got to spend a lot of money uh, to, to do better than the Rotor Estate uh, sparkling wines. Uh, I, in fact, did a uh, blind tasting a number of years back where we compared the Hermitage, the Rotor Estate entry level, as well as the Cristal and the entry level French Champagne. And we did it all blind. And honestly, on that particular day, at that particular moment, the ordinary Rotor Estate won. No way. Beat them all. They were, none of them were rosés. These were all the regular, know, regular. Yeah, the brute. And I, honestly, I, I, let me tell—I've had the for last the money. You can't beat it. The last three vintages of Cristal, over the top, stunning. I used to not like Cristal. Well, this is going back more than five years ago. Yeah. Well, but the last three vintages—I've not Cristal had the last so few yeah. vintages. But oh, uh, I, and it's, it's important to, note to pay for them. That uh, Rotor Estate and Scherfenberger are you know the same people it's yes uh, they're affiliated companies at this point they're sister wineries oh, yeah. yeah and that you know you can you can definitely tell the house style yeah there's, there's zillow i'm sorry zero malolactic fermentation it's got real estate That's, on the mind so you've got that um you've got that uh, you've got all that malic acid that's where we, all these green apple notes are coming from so uh yeah it's beautiful not true what's not true scharfenberger 80 percent goes undergoes malolactic fermentation I thought they'd do zero. No. 
No. Rotor, but Rotor. Not, not Scharfenberger. Oh, okay, okay. So, glad he's listening so close. So, I'm this was here. a great wine. I love the palate. I love the mouthfeel. I love the creaminess. Uh, I like the finish. Um, I definitely got a lot of yeasty and bready notes on the nose, and I, I personally like that in champagne. I think some people like their champagne a little more acidic, a little brighter, but I thought this was I don't beautiful. think this was as yeasty and bready as I like, though. This, so this is more on the bright side. Great acidity. No? Mm. We'll be back. Hey, and we're back, and we were just finishing up discussing the Rotor Estate Lermitage Brute 2015. Um, I think we're done going around that one, so we're going to be rating that one a well-deserved four sips. So let's move on to our next one, which is Champagne Telmont Reserve Brut. It's 12% ABV. Uh, Champagne Telmont can trace its origins back to 1912 when Henry L'Hopital to create his own champagne house under his name. In 1937, his son André became cellar master following the, the death of his father. After several years off for World War II, André returned to Champagne to develop his father's legacy and named the brand Champagne, champagne de Telmont, after the name of one of his best vineyard plots. In 1983, André's son Serge takes over Champagne de Telmont, where he continues his father's legacy and serves as deputy mayor and mayor of Damry for 18 years. But he didn't have a problem pulling a permit. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, we want to we push this wall out and do a little bit of work. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's not a problem. In 1999, Serge hands over the house to his children, Bertrand and Pascal, who carry on their family's values with an even deeper care for their land. In, in 2017, they received the first organic certification for certain sections of the house's vineyard. Basically, it took them 10 years to get to that point. In 2021, Telmont launched its first certified organic cuvee, Reserve de la Terre, with the goal of 100% of Telmont's estate wines being certified organic by 2025. In 2020, Remy Cointreau became the majority shareholder of Telmont with Bertrand L'Hopital remaining as the cellar master and head of viticulture. And in 2022, Leonardo DiCaprio invested as a minority shareholder in Telmont Champagne House. So apparently every movie star out there is buying a piece of France at this I point. just watched Wolf of Wall Street on HBO the other night because nobody's home besides me right now. So you're saying this tastes like this tastes like uh, and blow. Yeah. So Champagne Telmont Brute Reserve is a result of a marriage of three great varieties, 43% Chardonnay, 37% Meunier, and 20% Pinot Noir. Uh, and is a blend of seven distinct years, made in stainless steel with malolactic fermentation, aged for three years, bottled in April 2018, and degorged in 2021. Um, the color is basically like a, a, a pale, sunshiny gold. They call it straw. No, it's lighter than straw. On the nose, it's got a really nice, crisp yeastiness to it. A little bit of stone fruit. A little bit of sweetness. You don't get cut grass? I get cut grass. Mm. A little bit of hay. Um, on the palate, very crisp, very clean. It's got a nice, uh, it's got a nice aftertaste to it. Good acidity. 
yeah, overall, very nice. What did you think, Justin? I got a musty note on the nose, on the palate. I got some nice fruit. It was clean. A little bit of uh, rose petal flavor. And uh, in the background, some cereal notes. On the finish, it was long, balanced, and pleasant. Yeah, I definitely get the rose petal. You get rose? I yeah. seriously have no clue what you're talking about. Where's the rose petal? On in the, the, in the, the wine. On the palate or the nose? It's on the palate. palate. It's, it's not. back. Very, very back of the palate. Mm. That sort of florally, perfumey. It's white flowers, not rose. I get cut grass, peach and apples, a little white pepper, lemon and grapefruit, grape, a little like yellow grapefruit on the palate. Um, it's actually, there's a little bit of spice. I don't know what it is. It's quite good. There's this. I love this aftertaste. It just goes on and yeah, on. Yeah, it's got a great finish. A little baking soda on there. Not in a bad way. More? You know, I agree with Harm. Uh, as much as I hate to admit it, I think you got it spot on. I think the greatest asset to this wine is this nice, beautiful finish. I think it's, uh, but it drinks nicely. It's, it's, you know, it's balanced. It's beautiful. It's uh, enjoyable. Um, and uh, I agree with everything you said. I think um, you hit it. You nailed it. It says they've got malolactic fermentation, but I'm not getting a butteriness to it. It's no. not creamy, but just enough for the mouthfeel. Just just softer mouthfeel yeah. to balance that acid out. Mm. But there's such high acidity, it works. Mm -hmm. This is no, great. I think. Yeah, I think. I think they put together a really uh, a really quality product here. It's. Uh, yeah, it's it's. I mean, the front of the palate's very very crisp and very clean, but the back of the palate just goes on and on and on. And they've got this. Mm. I want to talk about the bottle for a second here. They've got this label that has every geeky note on the front. It has the assemblage on it. It has the date it was harvested. It has the disgorgement date, the temperature, uh, uh, the time in the caves. Dosage is six point seven grams per liter. Has the whole sapage on here, forty-three percent Chardonnay, thirty percent, thirty-seven percent Meunier, twenty percent Pinot Noir, uh, vinification cl uh, uh, classique, fermentation malolactic. It's all on here. The front of their label looks like the back of somebody else's label. It's just, it's not pretty, yeah. but it's informative. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, and that I, that I like about it. I I love it when somebody gives you that much information. You know, rather than just, you know, a name and a fancy script and some flowers and picture of a grape or something. All it's right. nice for, when they give you the info. So for people that know nothing about wine like me, what's dosage? Dosage is the amount of sugar they add. Oh, okay. 6.7 grams per liter. On this one, which would make it s s squarely brute. Yep. All right. So we're going to be rating the Champagne Tomont Reserve Brute uh, four sips. That's classified. We're moving on to our next winery. So we're going to have Maury tell us about that one. Thank you, Bob. Enroute Winery was established in 2007 by the partners of Napa Valley's Farniente. Their mission brought them to the Russian River Valley, enveloped in fog, where wet winters and spring give way to moderate summers. These slow, consistent growing conditions allow them to shepherd every step of the vinification process. Our first wine is the Enroute Russian River 
Brumaire Chardonnay 2019, 14.5% ABV. While Pinot Noir brought them to Russian River Valley, the region's climate is equally ideal for Chardonnay. En route Chardonnay Brumaire is named for the morning fog that famously cloaks the Russian River Valley, which creates the perfect climate to nurture their fruit to ideal ripeness. So, um, this is a really lovely wine. It's a pale straw color on the nose, uh, lots of lemon, definitely a little bit of a floral note and a little bit of vanilla as well as citrus zest. It's done beautiful things now that it's warmed up. It's uh, it's nice on the, the palate. The lemon is going yeah, pop. Now the lemon is popping. That it's sat out for a while. There's still stone fruit, layers of citrus and minerality. The don't discount the vanilla here. That that sweetness is there. No, yeah. the vanilla doesn't go away. It's actually gotten um, a little bit better. Uh, I thought this was fairly ordinary when it came out of the bottle, but it really improved quite a bit with some air and some time in the glass. And the finish was medium. I think this is a lovely wine. It's well-made. Um, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Justin? This really opened up with time. Um, the palate... It's really creamy. A lot of great fruit flavors in it. I don't know what I would pair it with, but even on its own, it's it's delicious. And the finish is just silky smooth. It's just lovely. I do this with lobster. Yeah. In fact, where is my lobster and drawn butter, Bob? You invite <laughs> us over to do a wine show and there's no lobster and brown butter? It's What's not, going on? It's not at the restaurant. You haven't paid for it yet. <laughs> Wow. Uh, yeah, this wine just really opened up. Let it breathe. Uh, everything they said was right. Uh, it's not quite a butter bomb, but the mallow, the mallow lactic acid is there. It's yeah. buttery and creamy. There's just enough the butter there to give you the flavor, but it's not, you know, over the top like some of them these days can be. It's really well done. I mean, the, the, nose, the nose since we've sat here is, has increased tenfold. I mean that that beautiful lemon, like a lemon. It's not just straight lemon. Lemon, it's like, vanilla, and flowers. It's like a lemon curd, like a pastry lemon curd. Yeah, it is on the nose. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's. I can smell the puff pastry. Lovely. Yeah. This is it. I'm hungry now. Yeah. Man. I'm hungry. <laughs> it's just got this. I need some lemon curd and some lobster. It's got just enough of the butter to it, and it's just got a slight little bit of oak to it. Hmm. They didn't talk about the oak regimen on this one, did they? I'm guessing mostly French oak. I would guess. I'll bet it's second fill French oak. They're using the first fill for their... Uh, there's a lot of vanilla. Maybe, there, maybe there's some American oak because there's a lot of vanilla here. I don't know. So good. But again, not over oaked. I think it has, you know, I think it was done tastefully in, in a nuanced and finesseful way. Yeah. And again, another one that when we first brought it out was chilled. It was and, closed. And very, very closed. And now that it's warmed up, I, I'd say don't even think, don't take this anywhere near a refrigerator. Just take it off of the rack and drink it. Leave it alone. It, it definitely. Give it half hour in the fridge. 10 minutes. So, yeah, I mean, really, really well put together. So we're going to be rating. I'm getting green apple now, too. We're going to be rating the Unroot Russian River Brumaire Chardonnay. Uh, Well-deserved three sips. Interesting. I'd go higher, but whatever. Well, considerably protest. lower. 
and then it really uh, blossomed. Yeah, it, no, it, it started out unimpressive, and now that it's just let we've let it bloom in the glass, it's just gorgeous. Yeah, it's yeah. Don't don't chill this. If you chill this, you're you're going to ruin it. Chill it. Don't don't over chill it. Yeah, and let it breathe. I don't. I think it's a combination of air and uh, warming up. All right, so let's go on to our last one. Harm. Thanks, Bob. En route, Russian River Le Pommier Pinot Noir 2018, 14.5% ABV is our last one of the evening. This expression is a blend of wines from three different vineyards. En route's northern spy vineyard in the Russian River Valley, Green, Green Valley AVA, was, abandoned, was an abandoned apple orchard that groomed, was groomed specifically for en route. That uses uh, Pomard 5, Mount Eden, Swan, and two, 2A, and Dijon clones, 115 and, one, and 777, are planted in this vineyard. Their Amber Ridge vineyard is located in the rolling terrain in the upper middle reach of the Russian River Valley and planted with Pomard 5, Calera, and Dijon, 115, 667, and 777. The Manzana vineyard in Green Valley is planted with Dijon clones, 114, 115, and Pomard 5. The color is um, slightly translucent ruby. I I feel like this wine, just from looking at it, it's going to be over-extracted because the colors are a lot richer than I would expect for 100% Pinot Noir. But you smell it, and you know it's 100% Pinot Noir. There is no Syrah. There's no Bonarda. There's no messing around with this. This is 100% Pinot Noir with a, probably a long time on, on, the, on the skins. Uh, dried rose petals and berries on the nose it's i love this this is the style of pinot noir i like uh from california it's all about that floral note um gorgeous it's got a lot of perfume and rose mm. petal on the nose mm, mm. i'll give you that i think you're spot on with that i this, this is the style i like a lot and now you, you talked about rose on the wine there mm-hmm. i taste the roses here it's more prominent here yeah. dark raspberries um a little bit of clove and forest floor, a little bit of mushroominess going on. Um, rose petals. The fit, it's silky and lovely and mouth-filling. Uh, there's spice from like clove and cinnamon coming on the palate. I love this wine, man. Bring me more. Bob. Yeah, it's, it's like walking into a flower shop on the nose. I mean, it's just so... Mm so beautiful and just lightly perfumey and rosy. I mean, I sell a lot of Farniente and Nickel and Nickel, but I need to get some on root Pinot Noir. Yeah. <laughs> I need to get this in the store. This is good. I mean, it's very, very, it's, it's, the nose is just so pretty. It really mm. is. And the palate, mm. raspberries and blackberries. And, and again, that, that, that earthiness, that forest floor, down on the bottom palate it's got a little bit of a baking spice to it sort of mid palate um but good overall, acidity too yeah it's, it's it's very well balanced i tasted previous vintages i weren't i wasn't as impressed this 2018 is so good mm-hmm. yeah it's got a really good balance to it i think you could let this one lay down for a little while but it's perfectly fine right now um you know well done Definitely well done. It really doesn't need time. I, I'm not sure how it'll evolve. I, I don't think it will hurt it. I don't but it's yeah, I don't think go. it's gonna hurt it, but, but that's what I'm saying. Go. If you if you put it down for a year or two, I, I don't think it's gonna hurt it at all. It may improve it, but uh honestly I wouldn't wait. I'd just drink it now. 
it's it's lovely i mean it's a really really pretty wine so we're going to be rating the uh en route russian river Le Pommier Pinot Noir 2018. Uh, well deserved. Four sips. That's classified. All right, guys. Thank you, Bob. Thank you. I'm man. just looking this one up because I don't sell this wine. Um, it's pretty pricey. It's in the $60 range. So it's you're getting what you're paying for here. You're getting what you pay for. So this is not this is not your uh, inexpensive uh, grocery store <laughs> Pinot Noir. Yeah, no, a, a beautiful lineup today. I really thought uh, I enjoyed the theme, and it was nice to have uh, a Chardonnay and a Pinot Noir as uh, some of With the champagne or a sparkling wine, right? Uh, it, it dovetailed nicely well, into the I, champagne lineup. I knew we were in good shape because it's en route, and that's Farniente, and they don't make bad wine. So, anyway, well, that's all the time we have for today. Hope you enjoyed this episode. I want to thank our co-host for joining us today. Thank you, Harm. Why are you going to me first, man? You usually leave me for last. Oh, because I'm sitting in a different place. Bob is kind of autistic that way. He's artistic. Kind of, that's autistic. I can draw well. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Maury. Thank you, Bob. Another great day in the damp, dank, dark basement. And thank you, Justin. Thanks so much. It was a fun day of wine and champagne. If, you know, if you're not having fun and you're drinking wine... You know, and champagne, then you're 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 doing something incredibly wrong. I would be right. devastated if you did not join me for at least one glass of fine champagne. Well, this is Made Man Bob. I want to thank you for joining us. Remember, life is too short to drink bad wine, and thankfully, we don't have to because also send us life good is wine. better with more cowbell. Yeah, well, we hope you enjoyed this episode. If you're listening to us online. Do yourself a favor and tap. Just tap it in. The subscribe button. Give it a little tappy. Tap, tap, tap a room. The easiest way to listen to our show is to ask Siri, Alexa, Google, Uncle Larry, or whoever it is that talks to you on your phone. Play podcast Sip Suds and Smokes. We love your feedback, and you can reach us at info at sipsudsandsmokes.com. Our tasting notes flow out on Twitter and Instagram with our handle at Sip Suds and Smokes. And our Facebook page is always buzzing with lots of news. You'll also be able to interact with the thousands, millions, and millions of other fans on those social media platforms. Do us a favor. Take the time to rate this episode if you're listening to us online. That's a big help to us, and we get to see your feedback as well. Come back, join us for another episode, and keep on sipping. This has been a one tan hand production of Sip Suds and Smokes, a program devoted to the appreciation of some of the finer slices of life. From the dude in the basement studios, your host, the good old boys, will see you all next time.